The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day guys, welcome to the show. It has been a hell of a day for me, but everything in Hollywood is plugging along nicely. Facebook has decided to move into the film industry, so just fuck my life. That's that's basically where that is. Um, a whole bunch going on. First off, I have to do a correction. Last week, uh, the last we had on said that the Great Barrier Reef was dead. That was actually a misquote. It is not true. Um, It's an internet article that was put out meant as kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing because there are issues with the reef and part of it, part of it, parts of it uh, dying. So it was kind of like an onion style article. It's not dead. So I do need to do a correction on that. I'm very, very sorry. Okay, good. I felt that one too. Uh, yeah, I, I know. Apparently, it is completely wrong. And then I thought I was going to have to do a uh, retraction about the uh, Donald Trump um, <laughs> accusations, but more came out. So we don't have to do a retraction on that. But now we do have to do a retraction on the reef. So I freaking quit. Everything's backwards. I need a nap. That's that's kind of where I am. How are you, Paul? Oh, I'm trying a new muscle relaxer today. So I kind of, I, I don't really know where I am. Fantastic. Well, as, as as long as you're loaded, Alexis, my brother brought me some wine. I want to try it. Like, that's that's my day. I want to try some freaking wine. My brother brought it over where uh, I bought this uh, place in Palm Springs a while back. And the fucking roof is wrecked. The Yes. I'm trying to get the roof redone. Solar panels put on. Apparently, the roof I went to put on is not conducive to solar panels. So I have to get an entirely different roof because I just love throwing money away because I'm a moron and don't know anything about this. Um, And I'm doing some extensions and trying to lay stuff in the yard and I'm doing all of this and I know nothing about home remodeling. Uh, But I did refinish my own dining table, so I'm really proud of that, even though now my roof is caving in and I put the wrong roof on the house because uh, I'm an idiot that listens to to whatever the the guys say. The only good thing I think I've listened to is this guy comes up to me with this – oh, not up to me, but up to – I was over at um, David Young – at uh, Andrew Young's salon in Palm Springs. Uh, Dow does my hair. Freaking fantastic hairdresser. Um, he does me for all the carpets and does my color, and he's amazing. So if you guys get a chance, go check him out. This guy shows up to the salon to sell wax. 
So he gives me it. It's called this Tiffany wax. It's natural honey cold wax. The stuff is fantastic. Alexis has a bald spot on her arm, which is great because she looks like a Yeti with a bald spot now. Um, <laughs> she's she's going to kill me for saying that. I disagree that. with this statement completely, <laughs> by the way. For those that don't know, Alexis is my assistant and always in the background of this show, she's always on. But I think, I guess, calling her a Yeti with a bald spot gets her to pipe in. So that has been my day. How, how has yours been besides a muscle relaxer, Paul? Are we on? We're on. Oh. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the muscle relaxer is working really well. That's great. I we have from a... Brett... <laughs> All right. I went, from no, a dose of, and I went from a 10 milligram pill to an 800 milligram pill. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Hi, yeah. My name is Summer. I have known you since I was like 17. Oh, yeah. Bringing any balls? <laughs> Hold on, I think I'm on fire. <laughs> you yep. think you're on fire? Nope. Fantastic. Nope. Well, I, I guess that's um, I guess that's an improvement. We've got Paul on new muscle relaxers, so careful with stunts, guys, or you'll end up on them too. We have Brett mm. Green on the show today. Um, now, Brett Green's an interesting one. He's a little different than the guests we usually have on the show. He's the lead in the new CBS series, Inspectors. He made his TV debut in How to Get Away with Murder. His guest starred in, guest starred in Jane the Virgin, which is a show that I hate that Alexis thinks is great. Um, yeah, he's been yeah. in Stalkers. He's been in the Goldbergs. Um, it's, it's interesting, but we apparently have to be on really good behavior because he does have a deal with CBS and I've worked with CBS and they are really fucking difficult to work with. So we have to be really, really, really good. So I'm going to sit here and drink my wine and try and watch my mouth. And we are going to welcome Brett Green to the show. Oh, okay. Apparently he's not on yet. Well, fine. That was our producer, Matt. I don't know if you guys could hear him or not. He's fantastic, always on the other end, um, making us be less stupid. I thought I was the one on a 10-second delay. You're the one on a 10-second delay. Apparently, it's me. Um, So we've got a whole bunch going on here. The one that I found interesting... um, Now, I know Paul and I are on totally different sides of kind of the political arena here. Both of us were big Bernie supporters, but then he Mm -hmm. swung one way and I swung the other, and... um, Everyone's kind of a little out of sync with Hollywood right now, but I'm I'm kind of astounded uh, with some of the stuff that's coming out. Um, uh, which which ones? <laughs> I, I just some of the I mean Hollywood kind of built Donald Trump and then turned on him like you wouldn't believe. Well, that's what Hollywood kind of does, you know. And you know, all I have all I have to say uh, about the the accusations is that when his victims comes out, I hope they're treated with more respect than Bill Clinton's. I, yeah. Now, I agree with that. Um, I think I think the big problem here and the issue with the Trump situation, and I'm trying to find a really polite way of saying it. Why? Okay, fine. This douchery mm. has really kind of pulled the tenor for the election down. I'm friends with people in Parliament in Australia, in England, and the one thing they always liked about American politics, I mean, if you've ever sat in... Um, in, in Parliament in my country, I mean, they throw wigs. Also, they wear wigs, the, like the white old-fashioned wigs. But they will throw wigs, they will cuss. I mean, we're, we're kind of bastards. Um, 
And so I, I've always liked the tenor of American politics because you guys did keep it civil. Or I should say we, because this is my doctor's I really got I really got to look at Australian politics to say that we're civil. You guys are civil compared to the entire world. America has one of the most amazing um, political systems. Because, yes, it was built on the Magna Carta. It was, it was I mean, it, there's a whole thing to it, but it really kind of went its own way. And then other people modeled off of this country. Mm. Even universal health care actually originally started in the United States, and it was Richard Nixon that shot it in the foot. But, um, yeah, it goes a little further thing, back than that, but, uh, well, Kaiser Permanente yeah, actually paid for Richard Nixon, Nixon's election. But during the Great Depression, the Americans uh, instituted um, national health care, then retracted it, and then England copied it, then Australia copied it, and everyone copied it, and then America didn't get it. So that was kind of the little oddball thing there. But um, my dad's in politics back home, and everyone was kind of shocked by the tenor of this election, um, not because of what anyone had to say, just because I think of how rude Rudely, it was said. I know, but we basically have this, you know, this thin-skinned orange carrot of of assholery versus a Bond villain. So, you, I mean, no one guys, gets the moral high ground in this this time around. I mean, you guys basically have Lex fucking Luthor running. You have a billionaire villain running. Hmm. I mean, it's it's insane, and then. I have to say, and this is something I'm gonna I'm gonna say, and I'm going to get fucking lampooned by um, my friends in Hollywood. I know people that have worked for him that have said he is a fantastic human being. I know people that have worked for him that said he's uh, really rapey. So I've oh. worked with. Oh, yeah, he's I've, a fantastic I've, human being. He's kind of rapey, but you know he's a fantastic yeah, human being. That's 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 kind of where the balance is, and I mean. <laughs> It's it's people go kind of one way or the other with it, and I think it's surprising for me that people have moved into um, wanting him into in this political arena, but it's also just a little bit terrifying because it seems, and I apologize for this from the Hollywood perspective, it seems like we've pushed the reality TV show thing way too fucking far. Well, we have. I mean, a little bit, because it's now in the election. I mean, this is reality television at its finest. Yeah, and we're playing with our lives here. But, you know, I mean, you know, best case scenario, you know, Hillary's in jail by the weekend. And uh, Trump wins and we impeach him in three weeks. You know, <laughs> See, best case scenario for me, mm. I, I don't want Trump anywhere there. Anyone that gets... Um, Anyone that gets into a fucking Twitter war with Rosie O'Donnell doesn't get the nuclear codes. I don't care how bad a politician is. They don't get into a political... I, I would be happy with damn near anybody else. And that's, I think, what a, where uh, a lot of people are, is it's not necessarily happy with Hillary Clinton. There are, and I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm so, and I'm so unhappy house. with Hillary Clinton that I'm forced to vote for that. See, and that's where I am. I'm the exact reversal. I'm like, I'm so unhappy oh. with him because I know be I literally know women he has raped that I'm like, oh. fuck. <laughs> and these I women know. are out now, so I can I can I can actually say that. Um, I also know the publicists that covered it up. 
Uh, and hmm. yeah, and and thanks to Jane Fellows Mitchell because she brought that up, and then these girls came out, and I thought I was going to have to you know do a retraction, but I know women has done this too, and I am freaking shocked. So I'm stuck between voting for um, somebody politically I'm not keen on. Mm. and somebody morally I despise. And I think you're in exactly the same position. Yes. Because no matter, no matter which way you look at it, I mean, this is, how did South Park put it? We are voting between a douche and a turd sandwich. Pretty much, really much. Yeah, I, I, is that a South Park reference? I think that's a... That, was, that was very much yeah. a South Park reference. Yeah, uh, the voices of reason. I mean, I, I did see the last debate again... We lost, uh, but it yeah. is just, oh, I can't be a better person. I think, I think Bill Maher put it best. He's like, okay, the Republicans have handcuffed themselves to this dead hooker. Now drag it mm. to the finish line. The best thing anyone can do is punt because Donald Trump, I genuinely don't believe, can be trusted with the nuclear codes. And I think mm. Hillary Clinton has a higher chance of being impeached than Donald Trump does. Mm. So... That that's kind of where my brain is. I'm I'm in the exact reverse order. I'm like, all right, we can we can deal with this shit. We can we can we can deal with this shit, or we can kick her the fuck out in four years. I am genuinely afraid Orange Hitler is going to change the rules. He can't really damage much. Remember, you know, you say that, but my the best thing I've heard was from my aunt Bernice, and Hmm. she survived World War Two. In, in Germany, and she had said to me, I've heard this before. I've heard this same thing. She said, um, when people get on the Muslims, she gets very upset. And she looks at me and she says, remember, you're a Jew. This has happened to us. Don't you dare do this. Don't you dare get on this okay, bandwagon. Uh-oh. What was that? Yep, we, that we got to go to break. But that was, that was kind of what swayed me, is I was going to write in Bernie, and my mm. aunt basically, you know, gave me the Jewish guilt trip, that if you do, I'll disown you, I'll die, it'll kill me inside, what are you thinking, you know, that mm. sort of thing. Um, guys, we are going to go to break, and when we come back, we are going to have an amazing guest for you. I'm Summer Helly, we are on with Paul Michael Bowen, and this is Behind the Scenes, we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What voice guides your sexual needs and desires, yours or others? The Sexual Voice with host Jessica Ford is the show to lead you to a happier, healthier, and more fruitful sexual self. Let Jessica help you find your own unique voice to express sexual feelings, gain confidence, and to appreciate your own needs and desires. Listen live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There is a sexual voice inside of everyone. Come discover yours. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. 
Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. Hey guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Boland, who you all like better than you like me. And we are talking a little bit about politics, a little bit about entertainment. We have an amazing guest, though for once I do think Paul and I came to an agreement. He's going one way in the election, I'm going the other. And it really comes down to, it's like we have a choice of living with mum or dad, but everyone wants to go stay with Grandpa Bernie. I think that's what we can agree on. Oh, he made me feel safe. Me too. <laughs> I, I want to go live with Grandpa Bernie. Mom and Dad can have their house. Like, just let us go live with Grandpa Bernie. It's it's really where the kids in a bad divorce. I think that's what we could agree on. Guys, we have an amazing guest on today. Brad Green. He's from CBS, and so we need to behave ourselves a little bit. He's from the Inspectors. Brad Green. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. No problem. So. CBS, what's it like working for them? Because when I worked for them, they were a real pain. No, I'm kidding. I, I love CBS. That's, uh, CBS was fantastic. I think it was a it was a learning curve for me in terms of uh, what I was and was not able to say on social media, uh, being on a, on a kid show. Um, but we've got that all squared away, and I'm on very good terms with CBS. I love them a lot. See, that's fantastic. Now, this is when Paul and I kind of have to be on better behavior because you are on a kid's show. And, you know, I've, I've, I've produced and I've worked with a lot of kids' shows and a lot of kids' networks and a lot of kids writers, and usually somebody shoves a gag in my mouth. So, <laughs> what's, so what's it like for you um, to work on a kid's show? I mean, it is a very different dynamic. Yeah, it is. You know, it's not your traditional, like, Nickelodeon or our Disney show, um, you know, and our demographic really isn't even young kids. You know, it's actually like stay-at-home moms, which is kind of interesting. Um, but no, I mean, the, for the most part, I play a character much, much younger than, than I am, and um, it's it's well, actually kind of cool. It's like you can relive uh, childhood a little bit, relive the adolescent years, and uh, maybe uh, right some wrongs. So I've actually been really enjoying it. Well, I'm going to be nosy and say, how old do you? How old your character? My character is 19, and I am not supposed to tell people how... No, I'm just kidding. I'm, uh, I'm 29. You're 29. Okay. So, I mean, you're basically the Luke Perry in this. You're playing it down 10 years. Yeah, and I, and I typically do that, um, and I have to thank my parents for uh, the good genes the and, and not being able to grow facial hair. 
See that, and that is wonderful. And I, I do have to say, for those of you that didn't get the reference, it was a 90210 reference, and I just dated myself, which girls are not supposed to do in Hollywood. <laughs> well, well, I got yeah, it. So so I got, yeah, you too got it. Um, okay, so you've got good genes. That's fantastic. I'm going to ask you how you got into Hollywood. I, I just have to know this. Was this like a lifelong thing, or did you just wake up one day and go, you know what, I'm young, I'm gorgeous, I'm going to go take Hollywood by storm? That's exactly what I did. No, um, thank you for that. <laughs> I uh, no, I was. You know, I always loved uh, you know being creative and the arts when I was a kid, but I just felt massively discouraged by um, society. I guess I don't know. I was, always felt like I I played a lot of sports, so I was constantly doing that, and um, I felt like I couldn't do both. Um, when in reality, I totally could have. But um, I, I came to the uh, to the arts very very late in uh, in life, or much later than a lot of people probably. And um, I was working in Scottsdale, Arizona, selling leads, um, this boring stuff. It was my first job out of college, and I just was like, there has to be more to life than this. Like, there's no way this is going to be my the rest of my life. So I uh, started making YouTube videos, started doing like these fun like parody rap videos with my buddies, and had a lot of fun doing it. And thought we're close enough to LA. We might as well just move there and, and give it a shot, try our hand at it. So that's what we did. And, uh, kind of worked out for me, I think. I, I'd say so. You, you, you landed on CBS, so you're in good company. Um, was it, I mean, what this, how many major roles? I mean, is this your first major starring role? Yeah, everything else. I mean, I had been in, um, how to get away with murder was the first show I ever really did. Um, and I had one line, it, but it was, it was a stressful day. I was working with Viola Davis and it was my first time ever being on like a real TV set. So I was, uh, I was freaking out a little bit. So that was really the only show I'd ever actually been on. And then, um, I did one more spot on a show called stalker on CBS. And actually while I was on set, I found out that I booked uh, the inspectors. So, the inspectors was the first time I'd ever been a series regular, ever been a lead in this TV show. So, um, yeah, I'm extremely grateful, and I've, I'm, I'm absolutely, absolutely loving it, and can't wait to uh, can't wait to do more. Okay, now you're you're an animal lover. Yeah. It says you're uh, involved with Best Friends Animal Society in Los Angeles. What's that? Yeah, I actually was at an event last year, and and while I was there, um, we were volunteering. Uh, I saw this cat, and I was like, I got to have him. I just had a cat who passed away um, a few months prior, and I got a little man named Benny uh, while we were at the event, and he's like my best buddy. He's he's like a year and a half, and he's the coolest cat in the world. So, yeah, I'm definitely definitely a pet guy. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you a very, very odd question. Why acting? You're gorgeous. Why not model? Why not anything else? You like, like to rap? Why Why acting? I mean, really, kind of, you're athletic, you're gorgeous, well, I, you can I rap. That. This is kind um, of like the, the, the crap end of the I like acting more so. I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm able to kind of, uh, you know, live, live other people's lives and really kind of put myself in other people's circumstances, um, especially, I mean, on, on my show. I mean, I'm playing a a paraplegic. I don't know anything about being a paraplegic, uh, or at least I didn't until I started working on the show. And so it's it's kind of allowed me to become more open minded and and dig a little bit deeper. And so, not to say that models don't have any depth. That's not what I'm saying. But I just uh, uh, hang, hang on, hang I would on. prefer I was to just kind of uh, I don't hang, know. I like on. to kind of dive deep. And so 
that's why I've kind of been enjoying acting. And then, you know, the parody rap stuff, that'll, that'll keep happening just because that's so fun for me, and I'll keep doing that stuff. But, you know, right now I'm definitely focused on, on my acting. Well, I, I do have to strongly disagree with you. I started my career as a Victoria's Secret model, and they do have zero depth. There really is no depth in models, at least at least in my opinion. So I think acting is a better way to go, at least in that case. What was the, the scariest moment you, you had getting into this? Hello? Did we lose him? I, I think we did. Oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> See, it's all it takes is getting Alexis involved and every gorgeous man runs. Oh, come on. I found one tied up to your headboard last week. What do you think they do? What? <laughs> I found one tied to Alexis's headboard last week. I'm telling you, every time there's a gorgeous man around, they run. She needs to stop tying them up. Then they might stay. I, I, it, she's probably tying them up to keep them to stay. They stay because I tie them up. Let's be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I have to disagree, but okay. Well, I, well, I look forward to getting loose, him back on. Yeah, he's he's an interesting chap. Yeah, I'd say so. Brett, you back on the show? I'm back. Okay. Well, you came in at a uh, in in a conversation you probably don't want to join, but welcome back to the show. <laughs> I'm a good I'm a good listener. Just observe. <laughs> so I mean. And you made a pretty easy transition into Hollywood, which is very, very different than most people. I mean, most people have to kick at that door. How the hell did you get in so easily? Um, yeah, I, I had a lot of, um, I mean, a lot of help, a lot of support, um, a lot of drive. I mean, everything I've ever done in my life, you know, my parents taught me, like, if you're going to do it, do it right, you know, work hard. And, and so I guess I, I came so driven, and I already knew I was, I felt a little behind the eight ball, um, kind of getting here because I wasn't 18 and I wasn't, um, you know, super, super young. And so I just kind of felt like it's time for me to really kick things into gear. And so I took every acting class I could. I took every workshop I could, um, asked around, got pictures taken every, you know, couple months. I was just constantly doing something every single day to try to better myself. And, you know, I have, I, I made some friends when I first got out here who were, on TV and had been here for a long time, and they all said the same thing you said. They were like, hey, just so you know, like, this isn't normal. Like, it doesn't usually happen this fast for people. And, uh, and I totally know that and understand that, and I'm so grateful that this has been my path. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just, like I said earlier, excited to see kind of where it goes. I'm, I'm okay with being uh, the anomaly, if, that's, if that means, you know, having some success rather quickly, I guess. See, if you're going to be an anomaly, this is the way to be an anomaly. I'm just saying. Yeah, this so is we have about um, two minutes until we go to break. I'm going to ask you, in that time, you're a Detroit Lions fan. Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah, that is true. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I had to create some conflict. <laughs> no, me too, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it's not easy. It's not easy being no. a Detroit Lions fan. They've, uh, they've been pretty bad for quite some time. One you playoff win in... 55 years. It could be worse. My dad, you know, is into rugby back home, and there's a team called South Sydney that hasn't won a game in, like, 20. And he's still a fan. He's the one guy in the stands with the flag. I don't mean a playoff. I mean a game. 
it was wow. just bought by Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah, it was just bought by yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah, I, I thought it so. was bad. I think the Lions are one of like a couple teams that have never even been to the Super Bowl. Um, but yet, yeah, have, have not won a game in um, yeah. a number of years. That sounds absolutely <laughs> miserable. How do you do it? Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but my dad's like the one guy in the stand. It can be freezing cold. He'll have little icicles on his oh, nose, but he's like the one guy in the alcohol stand. Alcohol has is involved. <laughs> he, he's Australian, so of course it does. He has to. Okay, I'll make sure. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more about life, a little bit more about the industry, and maybe a little bit more about the Detroit Lions. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Brett Green, Paul Michael Bolin. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Brett Green, and the amazing Paul Michael Bolin, who you all like better than you like me. I know this because, let's face it, I get all the write-ins, and they're always about Paul and Pot, so we'll see. All right. Um, I do want to give a quick shout-out to the person that wrote in and said that South Sydney, which is the South Sydney Rabbitohs, have won games 
yes, dad, I am aware that they have won one or two. I was exaggerating to illustrate the point. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) And to the second person that wrote in, which was my brother Landon, and anyone that needs an auctioneer, he's from Aussie Auctioneers. He's the one that gets me all my red carpet jewelry. Fantastic auctioneer, also a fan of South Sydney. Yes, Landon, I know they have won one or two. Thank you very much to my brother and father for making sure that that was noted. Welcome back to the show, guys. Doesn't change the fact that they're still not very good, it doesn't sound like. <laughs> they are the worst team in rugby league. I know, it's, it's, it's bit me, Alexis was sitting here saying that's going to bite me in the ass, it's bit me in the ass before, I said this in front of the South Sydney Rabbits, so, also if you name oh, your wow. team the Rabbits, what the hell, they're the South Sydney <laughs> Rabbitos. you guys at least get the Detroit Lions. With, with Rabbitos? Rabbitos. We won last week, so I'm okay, but I'm, I'm okay with that. Hmm. Okay, we'll see, the Lions win, the Rabbits just keep getting eaten. <laughs> yeah, rabbits. Rabbits. Uh, they can't even. They can't even beat tortoises in races. Yeah, no. That's... <laughs> no, it's 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 really. This is a poorly named team. That's that's what I have to throw in there. And I know I'm going to get hate mail, and I know it's going to come from my dad. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know so where it's from. exactly. Like hate mail. I know where it's coming from. He's, he's the guy that's going to write in hate mail over the Rabbitohs, and he's the guy that wrote in fan mail for uh, Lloyd Kaufman for the Toxic Avengers. So I know where it's coming from. I'm going to ask you... <laughs> that's good. good <laughs> you've gotten... I mean, you've, you've really gotten an incredible distance in an incredibly short amount of time. I mean, you really are the Hollywood anomaly. Do you find a lot of jealousy or a lot of competition among people coming on or people that find out how quickly you've done this? Clearly, you have an amazing publicist and an amazing agent. That That's going to be number one here. So who is your publicist? Who's your agent? Uh, publicist is Mona Loring and agent is Abrams. Okay, so so go go there, people, because clearly they've got their shit together. Oh, um, yeah, they, they definitely do. <laughs> You've, I mean, you got there quick. Do you feel yeah, like I mean, this like is going to sound so uh, You know, as, as much credit as, um, you know, I, I try to be as humble as possible, but also give myself as much credit as I, as I should and, and deserve. And, and so, yeah, while they all have worked their butts off, I, I, every now and then I got to look in the mirror and, and say, hey, you have too, you know, you've, you've you have, put in the work yeah. too. So, um, you know, I guess, yeah, that's, that's, that's always my message, my, my message to everybody when they're like, you know, what do I do to break into the industry or, or I want to move to LA? You have any advice for me? It's just like, it's, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard and you got to really want it or it's going to come and go really fast and you're going to be going back to Cleveland or Kansas or wherever you're, you know, wherever you came from, which you probably don't want to do, right? LA is a much better city than, than, than a lot of places. So, um, yeah, stick it out, stick it out and work hard. It's true. And LA has the best Chinese food at three o'clock in the morning. And it's everywhere, and they also have a lot of massage parlors. That well, that's not what I meant. They have a lot of massage places. Yeah, I, 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 very cheap. <laughs> that's I'm gonna get right in. <laughs> and we have uh, a lot of massage. Parlors Almost got myself in trouble there. <laughs> blame Paul and I. We're bad influences. Everyone knows. I'm a big fan knows. of those, so you know. <laughs> um, we do. We have we have great Chinese food, great, great concerts. I mean, and come on. We've got the whiskey a go go, so go go to LA. It's the place to be. Um, yeah, come come here and stay. 
come here and stay exactly do you ever do you find a lot of competition in the industry i know there is among women i don't know if there is among men uh competition among not not really i mean i i try to stay out of that anyway because there's not much i can do to control it so um no that and that's one that's one area like i said growing up i played a lot of sports and that the competitiveness just kind of fizzled um after high school, college, you know what I mean? So it was like, I'm not a very competitive person. I like to just kind of focus on myself and keep, uh, you know, keep my keep, eyes on my own way. So um, I haven't sensed too much. What have you studied in college? What did I study? I originally mm-hmm. wanted to be um, a journalist. Um, so I did a lot of, a lot of media stuff. I mean, like, like what you're doing. I did some radio broadcasting, some TV broadcasting, uh, some print journalism, and then I switched over to uh, public relations and marketing. So kind of in the media creative world kind for of. a minute, and then I went business, and now I'm back. See, I, this is, I do this for fun. I'm actually the, well, now former executive vice president of Paramount, and as of next year, I'll be the youngest studio head in Hollywood history. So I do this for what fun. I talk about how to get, yeah. <laughs> I, I talk about how to get into the industry and why just because it's something I'm incredibly passionate about and I think everyone should have a way in because let's face it, it's kind of a boys club. I sit in a board meeting, it's me and like 10 90-year-old dudes. So yeah. it's, it's a and, little and different. And kind of like that everywhere and I, I overheard you guys before I came on talking about you know, the, uh, the election and, and, and all that stuff and, and it kind of just, the whole, the whole country um, feels like uh, a boys club, whether it's Wall Street or Hollywood or, um, you know, a number of other areas where it's like uh, technology. My, my friend and I are actually producing a, a documentary right now about the lack of diversity and inclusion in Silicon Valley. Um, the, the, the numbers are atrocious when it comes to uh, how many women are involved, how many minorities are involved. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like that everywhere. And, and I would definitely say that exists in Hollywood, too. It does. It does in a really, really big way. Well, if you're looking for distribution on that, come my way. I need a shitload of content. Uh, okay. <laughs> I always need a lot of content. But it, it's it's very, very true. It's very much a boys club. But I have to say, it's kind of the boys that open the door for me. Um, and I think that's something a lot of women miss. These maybe male-dominated industries. But if you get on with the boys, they have no problem with you in the boardroom. Yeah, no, it's my analogy I've always used with Hollywood is that it's it's an exclusive club and they don't just let anybody in. Um, so you know you kind of kind of stand out there like like a little kid looking up at the treehouse, like, can I please come into your club? And they're like, no, sorry, work a little harder. And then once yep. you do get in there, they're super cool with you, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm in the club. Like I'm not leaving the club now. Like, I'm in it. Um, I just I just showed up and said so, I, br- I baked cookies. It's, it's tough to get into. It is. But if you're nice to people, the biggest thing I think that people miss is if you are nice to people and you get along with people, Hollywood opens the door. Look, yeah. I think Katherine Heigl is one of the best examples of that. As soon mm-hmm. as she turned into a biatch and kind of turned on everyone she was working with, yeah. Hollywood sort of ousted her. Um, mm-hmm. If you're nice... And, and you're just decent to people around you and you're easy to work with, it's not always the greatest actors that keep working. It's the people that are the greatest to work with. Yeah, and that's, that's true. I work with a lot of really um, amazing department heads on the inspectors, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they're in the, 
uh, we shoot in Charleston, South Carolina, and so down in the southeast in Atlanta and North Carolina and that whole area, they've filmed a ton of movies. And, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of them, and they say, hey, you know, the, the Zac Efron's and the Channing Tatum's and, and those guys, um, the reason they keep working is not only because they're amazing looking and they're good at what they do, but they're like, they're so likable and easy to get along with. Yeah. And so they're like, you know, just, just keep, keep being you and, and be easy to work with and don't be a pain because you don't want to give anybody a reason because it's so competitive anyway. Why would you want to give anybody yep. a reason to not like you, to not it's, want to work with you? It's, you know what it's I mean? It's, very, it's really very not true. that hard to be a decent person on set and not like lock yourself in your trailer or complain about the food every day. Or, you know, it's really not that hard. But you always do find a couple of people that do it. And there's an old saying, it's not the people that have made it that are difficult. It's the ones that want to show you they have. The people that have go out of their way to go, look, I'm important. And it's not not hard to get along with people in Hollywood. No, but you know what? You know one thing, other thing about Hollywood that I've noticed is people aren't stupid. And people come here all the time trying to impress. And, like, people know when you're trying to impress them. And, you know, whether it's you're trying, you know, you meet a director and you want to impress him so he likes you and puts you in his movie or whatever, like, we, people can smell that desperation. And, and I think that's where a lot of people probably get hung up too. Is, is it's, just, it's the disingenuous. Yep. Yep. It's, there's nothing I hate. I mean, there's nothing I hate more than just feeling like somebody wants something or, yeah. or they're just trying to, like, get a connection or get an answer or whatever. I mean, it's, I can't imagine how many, you know, studio heads and, and agents and what they deal with all the time, just people coming after them. I have changed my number more times than I can count because my personal oh, cell phone's number is out same there. I've had people show up at my, my front door with scripts, and it's always a reality show about them. I don't know why, but it's always a reality <laughs> show about them, and they show up at my front door. So I've I got, moved. I've I got changed way my better ideas than that. So I will, uh, I'll show up at your front door with good scripts. I like that. Well, watch out for my assistant. Just if, if you do watch out for my assistant, she's a little dangerous. But other than that, we're good. Um, okay. But it's it's very true. And Hollywood is a very small place. I always mm-hmm. warn people: don't lie. Everyone knows everyone else. Period. So don't yeah, try and impress it's anyone. Not nearly don't, as big you know, as everybody thinks. And um, yeah, it's a teeny place. Nice, that's, that's that's the nice thing about it is that it's it's really small. So once you meet a good agent or a good manager, they probably know everybody. But also, yeah. it's like, it is really small. So if you screw up, everybody's going to hear about it. Oh, my God, yes. When I was 18, I kicked a red cam when they first like came out into a tank. I still can't live that down. Oh, no. Broke a $100,000 camera, still can't live it down. By the way, I was justifiably fired. What was your worst yeah. experience in Hollywood so far? My worst experience in Hollywood? Your worst. Your worst. Like, um, give, me, give us all the dirty details. What was your worst experience? My worst experience in Hollywood. That's a really good question. Um, you know, I went to, a, uh, I went to a, a meeting with a commercial agent when I, like, first got here. And he was such a jerk, such an asshole. And he, uh, so we're in the meeting, and he kept telling me, because, you know, I'm from the Midwest. Sometimes instead of saying going to, we say gonna. You know what I mean? Just this little shorthand. I guess it's kind of lazy, whatever. But he was just picking me apart as we were talking in this conversation, saying, you sound like a country bumpkin, and you've got to change the way you talk because you, no one's going to take you seriously. And I was just like, in my head thinking, Matthew McConaughey doesn't sound like every other 
you know, white guy or whatever. You know, he's, he's, he's unique and he's working, so why can't I talk the way I want to talk? And uh, in the middle of sort of trying to tell this guy to back off, um, the FedEx guy came in and he was like, hey, I got a package and this agent just went off on the FedEx guy. You know, I'm in a meeting. How dare you? I'm going to call your manager. And I was like, I'm out of here. Like, I have no interest in signing with you. So that was, that was probably the most eye-opening, like, I hope everyone isn't like this. And that was probably the only time I've experienced something like that. That that really right. that's the exception, and I'll guarantee you, he's not going to be that big a commercial agent. I don't know who you are, buddy, but we're talking about you. Um, oh yeah, I, and he's, he's never going to get he probably, he probably any. He's f- one of the big ones, but he's not. Um, yeah, I, I was I was instantly turned off by that, and I was like, no, no way, man. If you treat him like that, how are you going to treat me? Yep. One thing that people don't often know about Hollywood is, besides, it, it's a small place. And, you know, you've seen, like, the Devil Wears Prada, everyone ripping on, you know, their assistants, and you've seen all those things. It's not like that. And the ones that try and impress you by acting like that are bastards. In my experience, your assistant yells at you, usually because you're late, then she's throwing shit at you, trying to get you out the door. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, <laughs> is that the dynamic between you and the lucky? <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know anyone that's ever acted like a small child as an adult and gotten what they wanted, so... Um, no. It seems like an interesting tactic, but more power to him. He's trying. <laughs> it's, it, Sometimes it isn't people get a little work. power, and they feel that they can act like a two-year-old. But it does happen. Yeah, just but, a little power. They, they, yeah, you give them a give them an inch, take a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but it goes back to it's people that want to prove they've made it. And like I said, the people I work with, you'll find, and I'm sure you find on your set, a lot of those people have worked together again and again and again. This isn't their first, you know, this isn't their first rodeo. This isn't their first gig together um, because you keep hiring the same people because when you're taking a risk with millions and millions of dollars of other people's money, you are very careful. Um, so you, Why do you think you David O. Sure. Russell puts the same actors in every movie? You know, it's oh, like yeah. he, he's got his guys. He knows who he likes. He knows who he trusts. He knows who he can work with. And there's certain people who have just absolutely screwed themselves when it comes yep. to that. And, and, you know, you hope they've learned from it. But No, Hollywood has a long again, but, memory. Yeah. <laughs> long. I, I owe people my butt, and I still remember. Uh, the guy that did the music for this show, my composer, Scott Haskin, I freaking love him. He did the music for the show. I go to him for a ton of stuff, but I also talk to him personally. I talk to um, a friend of mine from The Walking Dead. All of these people, uh, Felissa, Vincent, uh, Christopher Lloyd, Pam Anderson, they're the same people I work with again and again and again. I go to the same writers, the same directors, and the same people because if I screw up, I am dead. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, kind, I'm, I'm still worried that Hollywood's money laundering and someone's going to take a hit out on me. Um, that's that's my secret fear, but it it really comes down to I'm not dealing with my money. This isn't coming out of my pocket, and this is yeah. people's lives and people's jobs. Well, and that's the it hard really part is. I think about Hollywood is um, somebody at some point has to give you a chance, and yes. somebody has to be the guy to say, okay, there's literally nothing on paper that says I should do this but I'm going to do it and, and give you the role or I'm going to sign you yeah. or I'm going to um, buy your script or whatever. Um, your reputation is everything. So if you don't have a reputation, it's really hard to um, convince these people that you're capable and that you're trustworthy. And so um, that's why for me, like, 
you know, uh, Dave Morgan, who's our executive producer on The Inspectors, I'm forever grateful for him because he gave me my first big job and, and kind of, you know, took a chance on me. So you just got to do whatever you can to prove to these people that you're, you're more than capable of doing the job and doing it well. And, and that's very, very true. And, but you'll find, I, I shouldn't say and, I will say but, but you'll find he may have taken a risk on you, but it was a very, very educated guess. Very oh, rarely yeah. are risks taken that, you know, I, I've produced, I've, I've done all of that. There are very, very rare exceptions when a risk is taken that you are not 99.999% sure that this is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, that, was, that was cool. You know, it's always fun after you get cast in something to talk to the producers or the director or whoever and say, like, you know, and, and they tell you basically what they saw in you or, or, or the, a story behind, you know, the casting of Why? you. Yeah. And it's really, it's really quite interesting. I remember he told me, like, he, he said the second I walked in, he was like, we knew you were the guy, we just hoped you were good. You know what I mean? Like, and I've heard that a lot of times where a lot of people will see someone come in and they're like, he looks exactly like what I've got in my head for the character. Now, let's see if he can walk and talk at the same time. And uh, obviously, it's much more complicated than that, but you get what no, I mean. No, sometimes it's just that that, that, that Yeah, I know, I know Paul's cast a lot of things, and Paul's been on, dealt with a bazillion projects. That's the technical term, a bazillion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when you hire models, <laughs> a bazillion. That's that's a technical term. Paul's been on a bazillion things, but it's it's true. He's he's spot on. It's surprisingly difficult sometimes to find someone that can walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, yeah, which you think is like common knowledge, but some people just can't do it. I I once had a girl read her lines, and it said she said her character's name, read the line read the instructions, and then started reading the next thing. She read, like, all the stage direction and everything? Yeah, everything. And yeah, then I have... surprise how often that happens. <laughs> yeah, Paul said, Paul's right. It happens more than you'd think. Or you ask someone to slate, and they look at you and go, what? By the way, guys, slate, say your name. Are you union? Are you not union? Who represents you? Just FYI. Know that information. Um, don't come in without it. But... You'd be surprised how often people don't know this stuff. It's because kind of funny when yeah, and that's an immediate turnoff, right? Because you know what do we call them? We say those people are green, and well, and there's really nothing you can do when you in fact are green besides just ride it out and just kind of wait wait it out until you have learned enough to not be considered green anymore. That's true. What were you saying, Paul? Be patient a little bit. No, it's kind of funny when the actors take the same intensity into the stage direction as they did with their lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're my mother. Cut two. Scene three. You know, it's... it's, (laughs) That's fantastic. I love... Slows down, chair! And I've sat there looking at people, and I've just had my friends next to me, like, grabbing my leg, looking at me going, don't say anything. Your job is not in here. Get off my set and don't tell anyone this happened. So it, it, it's true. It's, it's pretty interesting. Guys, we have about three minutes to close. Brett, where can they find you on YouTube to see your, your rap parodies and stuff like that? Like, where can, these, where can people find you if they want to know more about you? Um, I know we yeah. can watch you on the Spectres on CBS. Yes. 
So the Inspectors airs on Saturday mornings, which is tomorrow morning, uh, on CBS. But check your local listings for times. It's different in every, uh, every time zone. Um, but on, on social media, I'm Brett J. Green, pretty much across the board, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, yeah, there's a couple, couple fun videos up on YouTube. Check those out. And, uh, and I'm usually pretty active on, on Twitter and all that stuff. I like talking to people, so don't be shy. Say hello. That's a good way. So everyone stop in, and we better see a freaking ratings bump tomorrow on his show, guys. Seriously, I expect yeah, all of you to watch. a big bump. Big bump, and then tell him he's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Before we go, I have to ask, who are you voting for? It's it's Whoa. political season, and oh, that has been man. the dominant really, writing. I, I I'm sorry. Talk about that, like I said, and I, I'm I'm on board with you. I'm I was ride or die for Bernie, so yeah. I I guess I'm gonna vote for Hillary because I can't because Trump just can't be president. Yeah, that's as much that's as I don't like I her am. either. I don't really like her at all, but. At least she's, yeah, she's not a racist bigot, so I guess we're going to have to go with Hillary. Going to have to go with Hillary. All right, I'm sorry, but I have to ask everyone on. <laughs> I'm keeping a tally to the side. Um, we'll see who gets more by the end, Paul or I, because this is a secret competition now. Um, Has anybody said s- Trump yet, or have their publicists been like, don't say I- Paul, Paul's voting for Trump. I'm voting for Hillary. Paul's voting for Trump because he hates Hillary. I'm voting for Hillary because I hate Trump. But both of us were originally Bernie. Um, oh my gosh, that's selection. <laughs> uh, I can't understand yeah, how anyone would vote for Trump, but everyone's entitled to their own opinion. <laughs> that was so PC. I love that answer. I'm right yeah. there with you. I mean, yeah. to me, Trump is like the orange villain at the end of a video game. Women have been fighting for equality for like 100 years, and he's the big boss at the end. But um, I, I do. I'm, I'm a little, little bit shocked that we are where we are in the political arena, but you know, this is my chosen country, and I, I freaking love it. So I guess I guess we all just have to kind of suck it up. Thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, check out Brett Green. Check out The Inspectors. Follow him on social media and give him a poke and say you heard him about a poke. That's what it's called on Facebook. God, I'm, I'm like socially, I'm, I'm into that. Poke, tweet, retweet, whatever. <laughs> retweet or like whatever. Do something on social media. Tell me someone behind the scenes. I'm Summer Helly. We were on with Brett Green. And, of course, Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you do with me. This was Behind the Scenes. Go Lions. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.